Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm a 90s hip hop obsessed, exclamation point loving mother to two boys. I'm a wife and a passionate digital designer. I spend my days doing what I love, which is helping women make money with WordPress, whether that's by designing and developing custom websites or helping teach women how to build their own thriving development studio. I'm here to share with you everything I know, all of the mistakes I've made so that you can take the shortcut to achieving your own version of success. To download my free guide to building your dream life, marketing your services, and booking dreamy high-paying clients as a designer, head to womenwealthwordpress.com forward slash freebie. You are listening to Women Wealth WordPress. Welcome to the second full-length episode. If you have made it this far through the first full-length and the first mini-sode, I want to say thanks for sticking with me. I do want to ask a little favor here, and I don't do this often. I try and be very generous with my time and my knowledge and my business, but it does take a community. So I would ask if you have a second and you have taken away something from either of the previous episodes, could you please take a second to go and leave me a review, subscribe, share this episode with some friends or someone you think might be interested, share it on your Instagram stories, or even just send me a message and let me know how you found it. It all adds up in the grand scheme of things. So again, I'm not going to waffle on too long. Let's get into today's episode. This is so funny because obviously we know each other so well and I've been on your podcast and now I'm going to be on your other podcast and now you're going to be on my podcast so it's like <laughs> I know all about you but yeah. obviously everyone else is new to listening to you right. <laughs> um okay hi everyone this is Amy from Sun Mother Studio amongst many other projects she's a multidisciplinary creative and I would say that's describing her lightly because she's so creative and so full of ideas and everything she does everything she touches is gold I'm really blessed to have been friends with Amy for quite a few years now and I think we bounce off each other really well we're constantly texting and voice memoing and at similar stages in our lives and in our businesses so it's really great to have her kind of as a colleague or (laughs) what do you say I don't know yeah friends oh yeah (laughs) acquaintance but it's more than an acquaintance but yeah yeah so do you want to tell us a little bit about you obviously you're a mother as well and you're a boss and that's going to be what we're going to talk about so just give us a bit of an overview Sure. Oh, I don't know where to start. I've never really had to do this on the (laughs) air before. So it's funny because I ask other people all the time. I'm, as you said, a mum of two babies. I guess I'm, yeah, I'm just a creative person. It's so hard to narrow down what I do. And I'm like so chuffed with your intro (laughs) because, yeah, I'm one of those people that's always doing something creative, but never really feel like I'm reaching the mark that I have for myself your own uh, standard is so high I feel like Um, that too yeah yeah and yeah I guess I I was primarily a photographer for most of my adult life and then COVID hit and I took a bit of a turn and went back to my roots of graphic design which is how I originally studied at uni and through you through Nikki I she's mentored me with website development through WordPress which was my like kickoff into my new career And it's funny you say we're at similar points in our career because I feel like we're totally not like you're like (laughs) way up here and I've only just tipped my toes Uh, into the world of web dev. But yeah, yeah. I'm loving that. I run a multidisciplinary creative studio and I also am a mum to two kids pretty much every day forever. (laughs) Yeah, all day, every day. Oh, and I also run a podcast called Mother Other. (laughs) Yeah. And um, another podcast soon. And I'm just about to launch my yeah. second podcast. There's so much going on. It's probably too much, but I can't <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah. We're so similar in that way. And I think we're both like, we're Enneagram threes and I'm an Aries. It's a big Aries trait and of having so much going on and like always doing something and always starting something. And I honestly, I think that's a superpower. And I think like having all of these passions, just, it just keeps you alive and it keeps you going. And yeah, it's hard yeah. to fit it all in, but like for me and you, I think we probably wouldn't have it any other way. It would, we would just go mad. People are constantly telling me, you need to rest. You need to slow down. You need to just lay down in bed. Yeah. I'm like, first of all, I can't because I'm a mom. Yeah. And second of all, like doing nothing all day is so hard for me. It actually yeah. feels like torture. Like yeah. I just actually, this is funny because last night I was, I worked like ten hours yesterday. My husband looks after the baby when my toddler's in daycare. So yeah. I was able to work a lot yesterday. Yeah. And then it was one of those days where, and I think it changes during my cycle as well. Like when I'm in my ovulation phase, I get really into work and I'm like yeah. doing a million things. I fed I her to sleep. Days. Yeah. I fed her to sleep and she just wouldn't stay settled. Some nights it's just really hard. Yeah. And I had to keep going in there and feeding her back to sleep. And I was laying there and I, my head, like in the dark room, you've got all this space to think. And my head was just filling with this logo idea. Like I just couldn't get it out of my head. And I, I could see the shape of the letter yeah. and like how to draw it and everything. And, and illustrator, like, like, were yeah. you like practicing with oh the pen? Oh my tool? God. I'm like, if you don't go to sleep, I am going to lose this idea. Yeah. It was so hard, but like, I know she needs me as well. So yeah. it's so oh, tricky that, to that turn surrender that off. of just being on their timeline. I find that yes. really difficult too. So yeah. hard. Okay. There was, I should start taking notes because while we were talking, there was like so many things that I wanted to say, but I didn't want to interrupt you too much. And now I can't even remember what they were. So That's anyway, okay. we will see if they come back to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So my next question was actually, how did you get into web dev? I remember when you were in Melbourne and you were having a tough time with all your bookings getting canceled for COVID. And I think it was like my first round of Woman Wealth and you messaged me and you were like, should I do this? And I was like, yeah, I think so. I think it would really suit you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what kind of made you think, oh, maybe that's for me or led you into it? But so funny. I was so lost. I don't think I've ever really had that because as we've just been talking about, like I'm full of ideas. I've yeah. always got a backup idea if something's yeah. not working out. But this was a point in my life where I had, my baby was, he was mm. one was just about to turn one and I was like just stepping into my business properly like I am now, but it was a photo business. And yeah. like you said, COVID happened and I saw in my client management system, like I could see the breakdown of all my invoices when they were due. And I had a solid six month period where I was like pretty set. Like I had a lot of clients booked. I was so happy. I was just finally in that. This is a business that I've, th this is successful. Mm. For yeah. now, I don't need to worry. It's all working out. I had lots of inquiries. It was going really well. And then it was like cancellation, mm. can't shoot weddings for this amount of time or in lockdown, like all that money gone. Yeah. And it was so scary, like that yeah. feeling of I was the breadwinner of the family. Yeah, it was terrifying. And so then I started seeing your course being advertised and we were already obviously friends mm. and chatting and stuff, but I just, I'd never really asked you about it. I never, I've never really considered it for me. And actually a friend of mine messaged me and said, your friend, Nikki, she's launching this course. She's also a graphic designer. And she was like, do you think it would be worth doing it? Trying to get some insight from me. And as soon as she messaged me, I thought, oh, I should do that. Why aren't I doing that? And I was like, yeah, you should do it. Maybe I should do it. Should I do it? 
I'll do it. And then I messaged you and you were like, oh yeah. And then I just thought, oh, whatever, I'm just going to do it and just see what happens. Yeah. I'd done one course the year before to do with photography and I took so much away from that course that was with Jai Long. He's pretty big in the sort of marketing world now. Mm -hmm. And it was specifically for photography, but there were just lots of things in the course that really helped me with my business, ways to manage clients and things that really helped. And I knew that it was a good investment regardless of whether I continued with photography. So I thought I'm not hesitant to do another course Mm because it's really not a huge amount of money in the scheme of things, Mm -hmm. in the scheme of how much it helps your business and yourself. What you can make. Yeah. Yeah. And personal development. And it was you. So I thought it's going to be good. So I booked it and yeah, I pretty much booked a client before I'd even finished the course. It just, yeah, that's like, amazing. I, I just had that confidence of someone's helping me through this. I'm already very familiar with like all the types of software because I've been yeah. building my own websites. It was just a matter of changing to WordPress and yeah. like you helped guide me through all of that. And I guess like I already had all the design skills. Like I didn't yeah. need to learn any of that. And I think if you have design skills, it's so easy because yeah. That's it's probably the hardest tool, part. Yeah. yeah. Tech stuff is the hard part. Yeah, like, I guess tech stuff is the hard part for yeah. me. But it's something that you can learn, whereas I feel like creativity isn't really something you can learn. I agree with that. Yeah. You have to have it. I mean, yeah, you have to be able to. A little um, inkling of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. To yeah. be able to visualize things. Yeah, totally. I think like when you say you were at this point where you were really down and you had no ideas, like I've totally been there because I lost my job when I was pregnant with Zephyr and I remember like at the time like bawling my eyes out on the phone Mm. to HR and muting the phone because I was doing like a full ugly cry sob and just what the fuck am I going to do now? I was like I think five months pregnant when they said that they weren't going to renew my contract and my contract expired at around I would have been about seven months and then if I had have just worked until then and then stopped working no one would have hired me at seven months. I would have not been eligible for government maternity leave. So if I had that much time, like between seven and nine months, like it would have been too much of a gap So to be eligible. So I just was like, what the fuck? And like I quit my job and I went and got just like a temporary nothing job just so that I was eligible for that government maternity leave basically. And I hated that job and it was like a really hard pregnancy as well. So that period was Mm. really hard for me. And then once I had my baby, I was like, I really made a mistake quitting that job because who knows, like maybe if I stayed, they would have given me something else or I would have been able to go back after maternity leave or whatever it was. I just had all of these regrets and like what ifs and fear in my head. And I'd never been in that position before where I couldn't see what was coming and I couldn't see why that had happened. And yeah, it was, it was really hard. And then eventually, obviously I started my business and now I look back and I'm like, that's why it happened. But when you're yeah. in that, it's so hard to like trust that it's so the right thing is coming or yeah. Yeah. So I think, and especially for you, that's really telling off the place where you at where you were at that you had no ideas and that you had nothing else to go to and mm. also for me that's I'm really that makes me feel really good that even though you were in that place and you were struggling financially you were like able to make that leap to invest in the course thank you for that. no that's okay I think it was worth like it paid itself back immediately yeah. it was like I'd already built this great client base with my photo work yeah. and it was actually a client that I just photographed products for and they said oh I saw somewhere that you were doing web development now can we hire you and I they just weren't even interested in looking at anyone else they were just like oh we loved working with you so we'll just pay you whatever you want yeah and I just charged 4k straight up and they were like yeah that's fine so that's like like, what yeah oh my god I made that money back immediately yeah Yeah." so (laughs) 
I've even said to people as well who are on the fence, I'm like, is there anyone you could build a website for and you could get them to actually pay for the course? And that could be like your Oh, that's a good your idea. Course cost. Yeah. 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 That's a really great way to make that money back straight away. Totally. And then obviously it's skills that you'll have forever as well. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The sky's the limit, which is so exciting. Okay. So my next question for you is what's your favorite part about the job? Ooh, that's a big one. <laughs> it's funny because you were just mentioning how like it's skills that you'll have for life. And I remember because I've had two babies during this period of mm. changing careers, I remember specifically, and I think I talked to you about this, like when I was pregnant with Banksy, my second baby, I was building a couple of sites and I was just like in a really weird stage in my life where I completely packed up after COVID and mm. moved to New South Wales to be closer to family. There were lockdowns the whole time. Um, and then when you moved here, there, there was more lockdowns. There was more there. lockdowns. We went from the state with lockdowns to the other state with lockdowns. <laughs> yeah. So it was like actually crazy. Yeah. We were living with my parents, which, and I love my parents, but like Living with your parents, Mm. with your partner and your baby when you're pregnant and you're stressed and your whole life is in boxes and you have Mm. no space and you have nowhere to work and you have a screaming toddler all the time and everyone's trying to parent them in a different way. Like the amount of stress that I had in that time, I don't think I've ever experienced it like that in my life, ever. It was the worst stress of my life and I was trying to build these websites and I was also doing trying to write a podcasting course that I was doing for a library service in Melbourne online. (laughs) I was just doing all these things and I was hating web design because I had no space. Yeah, I had no time. I was pregnant. It was just like a really difficult time for Mm. me. And I considered stopping that whole time. I was like, I can't wait till these sites are done. And I have this baby. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. It's too stressful. But I realized after the baby came, It wasn't at all the web design that was stressing Mm. me out. It was everything else that was making life so hard that I couldn't have the time and the space. space. Yeah, Yeah, the creative space. Like I couldn't, there was no, not even an hour to myself to Mm. think. Like it was just, and I'm such an introvert and yeah, I don't even know. I'm just a weirdo with my brain. Like I really need privacy and space to like function as a human being and I had none of that for (laughs) such a long time that um, it made me question this as a career for sure but coming out of that and like having the baby and having some time to breathe and moving into my own house it's a rental but it was still our Mm. own space just gave me that space to like just like breathe a bit and slowly move back into this work and then I realized this is the only thing I want to do now this is it yeah having my own digital studio where I can offer people all of my favorite things that I do, like creating websites, creating designs, branding. It's the dream. So I think like in terms of your question, my favorite part about the job is that I have freedom of time now that I actually have my life back and I have freedom of choosing my hours and choosing what projects I take on Mm. and also being able to use my creative brain every day. Yeah. That is the ideal life for me. Like same. I just (laughs) want to do that forever. (laughs) Totally same. Yeah. My partner said to me recently, he got really into the whole fire thing. Have you heard of that? It's like financial retirement, whatever. Yeah. Retire early or something. Yeah. Yeah. He brought it up to me when I was in that really stressed out state and he wasn't working at the time. And I was like the main income earner and I was stressed out of my brain and I didn't want to be doing anything. And he brought it up to me and my first reaction was like, whoa, how the hell are we going to save any money? We Mm. just don't have the money to do that right now. But also I want to keep working. (laughs) I don't want to retire. 
Same. I don't want to retire. That's not a goal for me. Like yeah. even if I had $3 million to my name right yeah. now, I would not would be retiring. I'd be yeah. working. Yeah. I love it. And me I don't too. like working for other people and, yeah. you know, working a normal job. That's not what I mean. But, yeah, like work to me and, yeah, creating to me is like one of my reasons for being alive. Yeah. And so to him, it's like, why on earth would you want to work? And yeah. I'm like, why would you not want to work? That's all I want to do. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we kind of clashed on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I want to spend money now and work. Yes. I don't want to save money like a good to life. not work. Yes. And also, yeah, save money and have heaps of money in retirement, but also do something yes. just a little bit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm so yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny, and- isn't it? It's so funny. Once you have work for yourself, I just think there's just no, and once you've experienced this type of lifestyle, like I think, mm. I think there's a lot of things where you work for yourself, where you are still like pretty chained to a time, a timeline and a yeah. like work schedule and all those types of things. But again, I completely agree with everything you said then. Like <laughs> I am constantly yeah. stoked that I can choose my own hours. Like for the last mm. week, both of my kids have had gastro, I've had gastro and my husband's yeah. had gastro. All like staggered, like not even oh. at the same time. So yeah. it's been really rough, but I had a deadline for a client and yeah, I could have emailed them and been like, okay, I need to pause this. But then I'm like, it'll just give me more stress next week. I'll just do it. I'll just stay up late and I'll yeah. do it. And I worked till 1am and then I was like, you know what? I'm fucking stoked that yeah. one day this week I can work till 1am and that's my work for the entire week. And it's yeah. a 4k project and it was half done. Yeah. And I was like, in what other industry can you make 4k working four hours at night? Yeah. Like it was in between feeding my baby to sleep. My baby wakes up all the time too. Yeah. And so I, I think I had to go feed him four times mm. and come back and work and then go feed him, come back and work. And mm, then like, I went to bed at one o'clock and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be tired tomorrow, but I'm going to have a nap because yeah. <laughs> that's what I can do. Yeah, and I totally. was so stoked. Yeah. But yeah, and like obviously now with my course, like I could, again, take a step back from work, but I just love it. And yeah, sometimes you have tough clients and sometimes you have like quite technical projects and some days it's harder than others, but like ultimately I love sitting down and building a website and mm. the same with branding as well but mm. website's my favorite um totally yeah that's so cool yeah um, it's a great lifestyle yeah it really is <laughs> so I guess that kind of leads into my next question as well like how do you fit it in like you mentioned Dory's in daycare a couple of days but thanks mm. is not yet so how do you make that work as I mentioned earlier, that big spiel about like life was just chaos a little while ago when Banksy was still in my tummy. And I think going through that process, that stressful period with my partner and myself, like both sort of wrangling for time and wrangling for our own work hours, we've been through a big journey together and there's been a lot of arguments and a lot of stress, but ultimately it's come to a really good place where we can both see that for me to work more is going to be better mm. financially for both of us. Yeah. My husband is like super talented and creative, but he's just not, as we've mentioned, he doesn't love working like mm. I do. So he's yeah. happy to work a little bit and then that's it. He doesn't really think about it every day like I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely the driving force of the couple yeah. in terms of like work. Now our priority is for me to work the most amount during the week. Yeah. I also still have to breastfeed like you do, but that's mm. a choice. That's my choice. Yeah. I want to do that. So that's okay. Totally. He takes on the majority of the childcare at the moment during the week and he drives the toddler to daycare. He gets up with the toddler at any time that he needs and I focus on the baby at night. 
And yeah, he drives him to daycare three days a week. So there's three solid days where I'm working like today. On a Monday, my toddler goes to spend some time with his nan, which is my partner's mum. And my partner sometimes works that day for his dad. He does a drafting job. So yeah, I fit my working out. I guess I work about 20 hours a week, 20 to 30. Although some weeks I'm probably pushing 40. I just like really try and work whenever I can. And that's a choice too. Like a lot of the time it's nice. Yeah, because you're working on passion projects as well. Hey. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm working on passion projects as well, but I do fit it in wherever I can. But yeah, like I said, my, our family's priority is that I'm the sole worker. So that's, yeah, been a long time in process, but it's, Mm. we're both happier that way. My partner's not working and he likes looking after the kids (laughs) and being relaxed. And so, yeah, it's a good lifestyle for us. And makes you happier too. And this is funny because I'm going through the exact same thing again. Yeah. We're so in parallel. Levi's just quit his job. I'm easing back into work and he won't really start work until I'm in hustle mode again, which I'm probably not going to be for a while. And that's a choice I've made. I want to take a little bit more time with my baby. So we're slowly working up to that. But that's what we're going to be doing too. He's just going to take the baby on the days he's not in daycare and I'm just going to work and yeah, slowly work up to him working as well. And he's been so stressed with his job for so long that it's really nice for him to have a bit of space to come down from that and to like heal himself. So I think, I guess, similar to Jamie, he's much happier than he was six yeah, months ago. Yeah. And which, that means happy house. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. And however you can both be. And, yeah. 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 That is again, such a privileged place to be, but that comes again from this industry and that like, we do have the potential to make uncapped income that's I love that Mm, totally yeah (laughs) I'm stoked you guys have found like a good flow too because yeah it can be really hard to find something that works for both of you so it sounds like you're getting there he still does want to find like his ultimate Mm. dream job too like it's a process though you like not everyone has that sort of thing that we both have which is just throwing yourself into things until you work out what it is that you that sticks like yeah yeah you sell at and yeah, yeah and that can take time and can take experimentation and yeah again the privilege of him like not having to work so much because like you guys are getting into a better financial position like that will allow him to take some time to be able to do that in the future yeah. so that yeah would be totally. so cool yeah. <laughs> when you both got that thing yeah okay so how do your like clients respond to you being a mother like how do you communicate it to them and do you let them know up front or like it's a big part of your branding I guess even (laughs) yeah it's a funny question because it's I think every single client I've ever had has known from the beginning that I'm a mum a lot of my clients have come through the podcast that I run called Mother Other not directly like I think I've built such a big community with Mother Other now not just in terms of followers because it's not even there's only 2,000 or something followers which isn't huge Mm -hmm. in the scheme of things but I think just the quality of people that are involved in yeah yeah, the community is just so incredible and there's so many really creative interesting people and passionate people that follow the podcast and a few of them have hired me because they've seen me launch this business and then Mm -hmm. just the referrals just constant referrals so that's how it's gone so far but in terms of being clear about it I do have a welcome pack that I send Mm. out which has like a lot of information about these are my work hours they may change because I'm a mum and my kids are my priority but I also try my best to make sure my clients are well looked after so I would never just go oh sorry too bad my kids are sick I would be really clear I'm gonna have to push this back a day or two or whatever it is so like for example last week my son had a really bad sick 
sickness the day that all of our friends were like positive with COVID and we were convinced it was COVID. Uh, yeah. We thought, oh, this is it. He's got a fever. <laughs> he's got a cough. Yeah. We got PCRs. We got rats. None of us had COVID. But That's lucky. <laughs> yeah, but we, he had no daycare all week and so we're all yeah. stuck in the house waiting for the PCR results, like yeah. in isolation. So I live in a tiny house right now. There was no way I could work. It was just yeah. impossible. Yeah. So I just gave up for a few days. But I had a branding strategy due that week and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it because like you said with mm. your project, I was like I'd much prefer to get it done than to have more work next week. Yeah. So I just smashed it out and sent it off and yeah, it was so much better that way. Yeah. yeah. So I do really try and prioritize my clients as well and not just say too bad I'm a mum because I think yeah. mums get a bad rap, don't they? Yeah. They always get a bad rap and I don't want to be seen as, oh, I won't hire her because she's a mum because I reckon there's people out there that are not as great with their clients as half the mums that I know. Oh, totally. Yeah. So yeah, (laughs) I guess it's a matter of just like how people choose to perceive it. But I I try and be clear and I try and be, it's not caused any issues with me so far. Yeah, same here. And I think that comes down to like your targeting and choosing who you want to work with because you want to work with people who are understanding and who are nice. And (laughs) and ultimately for people like me and you, I think like we wouldn't ever let it no matter how many times my kids have been sick, like I've never really missed a deadline or yeah. in a big way. Like it's never, yeah. I might miss like a stage of the project and it might mm. be like a day or two late, but it's never yeah. like actually pushed off their launch date if they've got yeah. it set for a specific purpose on a specific yeah. date or anything like that. Yeah, so same. yeah. I think a lot of my clients are mums as well. And that's yeah. that's actually really my target market. Yes. Yeah. I've found that I just actually have been using this, I don't know if Wayfarer Design Studio, but she's got this know. like and she's launching this new client inquiry tracking sheet. And she yeah. just said, Is there anyone that wants to try it out for me? And I was like, I'll oh, try cool. it out because I've actually got one, but without all the graphs, because I'm not yeah. really good at Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> and she's implemented this really cool little graph thing. And so I put in all of my inquiries that I'd been tracking, and I found like majority of them are doulas, midwives, and health and wellness professional. So yeah. it's crazy how that's you end up niching a little bit. It's yeah, really not something I intended, but it's yeah. I really enjoy working with that sort of category of people and a lot of them are obviously understanding of mums because that's mm. their industry or their mums themselves and they need help launching their business. So that's kind yeah. of where I, I love to it's like the sweet spot for me, I think. Totally. Yeah. The work that you do helps them succeed and you want like other mothers to succeed and have flexibility exactly. and have their own businesses. So that's yeah. such a sweet spot to be because it would be so rewarding delivering those projects too. Yeah. And like just seeing mums like be able to have their own work life and creative life, yeah. like, and actually go if they're not really good at technology or designing, which a lot of people aren't. Mm. And I love to be able to help them with that. Yeah. And like, if people are willing to invest, because I find a lot of people in that realm, they don't have the budget for it. And I'm trying mm. to see if there's a way I can help those people. But like at yeah. the moment, it's just tricky because it's not, yeah. I don't have the time. And that's yeah. the thing about being a mum. It's like you only have a certain amount of work hours and you can't take on projects that don't pay because yeah, you just can't afford time. to. I'm supporting a family. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like hopefully I can figure something out in the future for that. But yeah. Yeah. One thing I've done when I started my business, actually, like I really wanted to do one pro bono website per year. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm probably due to do another one. I did one in my first year, but that can be a really great way to give back. Yeah, um, that's so just true. Just using your skills. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it would be a matter of finding the right person too, like making sure that you fit 
and that they're not mm. a red flag client and all of that. Kind totally. Because it could completely drain you. Yeah. And, you and the, the thing with, yeah, with doing things for free is like often they're not appreciated as much. Yeah. And they don't, again, with doing discounts is the same thing. People don't play their part in the project, like, because they've got nothing on the line. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a totally. tricky one to yeah. balance. Yeah. It's so tricky. There's a lot of like little processes and procedures, hey, in the client workflow that yeah. I'm still trying to nail down because yeah. I find that it's a work in progress always. Yeah, yeah. It's a work in progress. And it's not, it's never the client's fault. That's the thing I'm yeah. learning that it's actually my fault. Like, if something mm-hmm. goes wrong or if a client doesn't do something on time, like I need to be educating them yeah. and clearer with them so that they can know what to do. Like I feel like a lot of t- the time people are like, because you can get frustrated and it's easy to shift the blame onto someone else. Yeah. But I've been finding that actually if I reflect on this, I haven't been clear about this with them. So, yeah. of course, they're not going to do this on time. Really. Totally. They've, how many times have they like hired someone Worked to with a web developer. A yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I've actually been enjoying working on that working on yeah. the client process yeah yeah and I think there's like a massive thing in this industry like I'm a little bit controversial on this there's a lot of talk about red flag clients and like nightmare clients and giving too much and scope creep and all of these things and like I think ultimately you have to like find a place where you can accept feedback without emotion and not taking it personally because ultimately like you both want the best for their business yeah and without assigning like labels to clients because again they're just a person who's wanting the best for their business and looking at the project critically and being like where could I improve to yeah totally yeah to prevent this from happening and then also (laughs) just being grateful for the entire situation of like how much money you can make and how flexibly you work exactly and also Um, like the learning curve of it like sometimes there's a problem and you go it's so frustrating and I've told you problems yeah. that I've had many times you're pretty much my go-to complaining <laughs> person but uh, but once you reflect on it and fix the problem and work out what you could have done better you're actually in a better place for your business the next like, time yeah way better because you realize yeah. you can see it coming and you're like okay I'm gonna do this now you mitigate to it. prevent yeah. this from happening again yeah, yeah. and then like eventually your projects just run so much smoother and everything's just a bit more dreamy and And easier and then you have more time yeah Yeah. for sure I've got another she's a relative but someone I've been mentoring and she messages me and she's can I demand this work that I've done this week and I'm like first off why haven't you got a deposit like why have you done work when she hasn't even paid you anything yeah Yeah. and then she was like oh like I had something on this week so I just wanted to get it done so that it was done and it would like it would be done for them and I was like hey if you have something on your timeline isn't working for this project so you need to push out the timeline and b there's no emergencies in fucking design work and marketing so yeah you're making it an emergency you've worked this whole weekend to deliver something that she hasn't even paid you for yet like you're killing yourself yeah yeah I'm like girl danger danger (laughs) have some listens yeah yeah take a deposit don't yeah. kill yourself. To, there's no emergencies. There's no timelines that can't be like bent and shaped. You just have to have an upfront discussion about it. You know what? I think that like my experience in photography for so many years, like I was a, yeah. I was a shooting freelance from age, I don't even know, 21 or something. So over 10 years ago. And I think that like that huge learning curve of throwing yeah. myself into that freelance business and not having anyone help me and just fumbling my way through. Mm-hmm. I learned so much about client management and specifically yeah. taking payments and yeah. never delivering work until I'm paid. Yeah. That is a big thing for me. I just 
because that's it. Once it's delivered, how yeah. are you ever going to get that money? Most people will pay you, but there will be people that will just not that won't. bother. Yeah. 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 Or, or they might do it reason. in three months or six months. And yeah. when you're like talking about cash flow and that's your income and you're like a, a freelancer oh, so and a sole hard. trader, you need that money. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so stressful it. too. I don't want to mm. ever have to deal with that stress. Like, yeah. I'm just so clear and upfront now about all of that stuff. Like, yeah. And that yeah. takes a lot of confidence, I think, to get to yeah. that point, to just be yeah. like, no, you're not getting it until yeah. I get the money. There's a lot of money blocks and stuff that you have to overcome to ask for money, I think. So that's always a work in progress too. Totally, totally. When your motherhood demands do take over, if your babies are sick or whatever and you need to pause something or something's going to be a bit late or whatever it is, like how do you communicate that generally? A lot of my clients, I have a professional and a pretty casual way of doing it. So Mm. I will always send an email and just be pretty clear about, hey, just letting you know this has happened. I'm not sure on how long this is going to impact my life but at the moment I'm going to have maybe a few days yeah where I'm not going to be like contactable unless yeah. it's urgent and then you can reach out to me but also most people follow me on Instagram and I'm pretty clear in my stories when things like this okay. happen yeah so I just try and because that's actually a lot quicker for me than jumping on the computer and writing up a professional email so I usually just try and pop on stories even just text just yeah. this has happened and then hope that they see that as well yeah. which is maybe going to give them a heads up but I always say yeah I will be emailing everyone that this will impact that you're working Um, with currently yeah yeah but it hasn't caused me any issues honestly everyone's been so great so far I've Mm. never really had a client that's had an issue with me being a mom or having a a child issue so far yeah and I think that does come back to communication like just actually letting people know we have phones we have emails on our phone it's not yeah. that hard to while you're juggling your baby shit off a quick email I have found that like it's when you don't get in touch with people that's when they get shitty so oh, totally. I make that a massive priority too and yeah. we've recently built a house and we had the same thing where we were having to follow up people and like I've made like a personal thing now like if someone has to follow me up I've fucking failed God yeah damn it. totally like, yeah, um, yeah 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 because it really people are understanding if you yeah. if you let them know and you keep in touch people are pretty nice generally yeah again yeah that comes back to choosing who you work with I think but absolutely um, yeah and um what have been your favorite things that you've worked on so far I think all of the doula stuff yeah. I just and I think it's not only because all the doulas I've worked with are so completely different yeah in terms of funny. like their personality and their styles they're always really just like warm yeah. welcoming people and I love communicating with them and I love yeah so I've built a few websites for doulas that I really loved building and I really am happy with the whole process that I guess like part of the reason I love the builds is because of the client relationship. Mm. They're the ones that always stick with me because yeah. I had such a good time with it. It, was, it yeah. wasn't tainted in any way. Yeah. At the moment, I'm working on branding for a really beautiful motherhood photographer. Oh, cool. And I'm really loving that. Yeah. really want to do more work in that area with branding businesses that are like the style that I love. Yeah. So yeah, that's a lot of fun. And I'm excited about a project coming up, which is actually for a counselor. She's like a mental health counselor and she's creating this platform. She's got a really unique style as well. And I'm doing the branding and the website and she's just got a really fun, approachable style. And I think she's going to like really nail this like gap in the market for people that are like our age that want online counseling and help, 
but everything's so clinical looking. Yeah. And she's, if I wanted to get counseling, I'd want to find someone like me. So I'm trying yeah. to build a platform that's really going to reach oh, the right yeah. people. She'll so smash it for sure. <laughs> she'll smash it. And I'm so excited to build that with her. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm dealing with at the moment. Um, yeah. And I've got lots of things going on, honestly. It's so hard to pick just a couple. But that's cool. I, for me, some of my favorite projects are ones where I do branding and website as well. I mm. find I get a really good result. And I have had clients who have come to me when they're starting their businesses and then they have gone on and smashed it. And like, I really love having been a part of that journey and knowing yeah. that like what I've done has helped them to do that. Exactly, like it's, yeah. it's obviously a big part of it is them and what they do, but we're definitely a piece of the puzzle that yeah. helps people. Yeah. It's such excel. a great feeling, isn't it? Mm. It's a really great feeling. And yeah, that's, I guess, one of the reasons I love the two doula websites that I've done recently and the other one I'm working on right now as well, because they're all, it's just going to change their business so much. The first two, it did change their business so much. And the one I'm working on now, yeah, it's going to make, just change your life. Like they've all just got DM me or whatever it is to book or they have a link tree or something. And it's like, this is going to change your whole business. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You'll get so much more work and be so much more professional. Yeah. um, You would probably have a lot to offer those projects because it's like things that you've recently been through as well and would be able to have an informed opinion on yeah totally yeah Yeah. that's so cool and what are your kind of next big goal I know like we've been chatting so much about (laughs) what you're working on which I'm so excited for you to launch some of this stuff but are they secret things or are they no it's not a secret (laughs) it's all good I guess so I'm I've been planning on launching some kind of course for quite a while I have so many clients that need product photos or something and they can't really afford it or whatever it is and I want to be able to teach them how to take if they're not going to invest in someone Mm. and they're not gonna and they want to continue to take like lots of photos of products and it's unachievable to get someone else to do it all the time. I want to be able to refer them to something that's actually going to benefit their business and upskill in a way. So I've got a lot of things. So much demand, I think. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm also about to launch that website content Bible thing. Which we were just talking about yesterday. Exactly. Purely because like my clients, first of all, like helping them really like with a detailed document about everything they need to know before the build. But also so many people come to me and they can't afford a website and they want to DIY it. And then Mm -hmm. I see their website and I think, oh no, they should have done this and this and this. And it works for them fine. But I think there's just a few things they could know. There's gaps and there's, yeah. 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 And Um, it may educate people on like why it is worth investing in a proper mm, developer as well. Like they don't have to. Once they even have to put a bit of time into the content and they're like, what the fuck? This is way more than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Built the website. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Yeah. It's a big job. Yeah. And also, this is like the number one pain point in our industry is like getting content from people. Totally. See it all the um, time, don't you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Every day. Like, they're at the point where they're like, yep, cool. I'm ready to invest in a website. And then they've saved up the money or they're ready to make that jump. But then to add on a paid copywriter and a photographer and potentially branding or whatever it is that they need, it can become quite a big piece. So if there's mm. something that can help them do it themselves efficiently and in a way that's going to have an impact and it's going to make your job easier as well, that's such a valuable resource. So I can't totally. wait to send to that and make sure you post it in the <laughs> world work group when you <laughs> Yeah, for um, sure. So there's also a few questions that I always ask everyone. So I'm going to go through those now. So how do you think being a woman has influenced your business journey? <laughs> Immensely. Yeah. I don't have any experience being a man, obviously. But yeah. I think given my niche that I'm working in, I guess everything about my business journey is rooted in being a woman mm. because 
first of all, it's like I want to earn my own money and that's Mm. a big driving force for me. The ability to look after myself, be independent, make my Mm. own money is very important. That's Mm -hmm. a huge priority in my life. And especially now having a daughter, I feel like that's become even more important. Yeah, It's like another level of you can have your own life and your own goals and your own money and you don't ever need to rely on a man for Mm. that. And as much as I love my husband and we have a great relationship, I don't ever want to rely on him for that. I don't know why I have that because like I have my parents are like in a happy marriage and my mum didn't really work. I guess maybe that has influenced it. I don't know. But I've just seen relationships around me and I've always thought I need to look after myself. So yeah, that is a main thing. But also I guess like my whole branding, my whole client base is all very drawn to like feminine yeah. That's my vibe. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's influenced me in every aspect of my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 driving force. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen like my mum was quite successful when she was younger. She was a nurse and she was quite successful in her career. And then she ended up buying her own house and then she met my dad and they got married and they moved in together. And when she left him, she had postpartum depression. She actually ended up leaving my dad with the house. And then like a few years later, because she left us kids with him too, she wanted us to have a home, which makes sense. But a few years later when she was like back on her feet and she wasn't so depressed anymore, she was like, oh, you can buy me out of the house for 10 10 grand. She was so down on money because she had been through this postpartum depression and it took her years Quick to get money out of grab. it. Yeah. yeah. And she just needed some money. She actually met another man. She wanted some money to go over and see him. So she was like to my dad, you can buy me out of the house for 10 grand. He just sold that house for 600 grand or something like that. Like this is in New Zealand. It's a small town. Like this is my massive impact on my own money story, I think. Yeah. And now she's like on the pension. She's older. She's like an accountant flat and she's financially in not a great way I help her out as much as I can and like I brought her a car and all of these things but it really terrifies me to ever be in that position when I'm her age I want to have my own house paid off and that's been a massive driver for me as well so it's super common in women I think to intertwine your finances and then end up worse off in one way or another to lose to have no super or to have less super because you've taken time off to have kids and all of these Mm. things I really resonate with that definitely and what's one thing you've done to influence your money story your money mindset I have lots of questions for you about this too for my (laughs) podcast one thing I've done is I have and this is it feels like a silly thing to say out loud but I think it's made a big impact for me is just constantly saying this mantra in my head every time I catch myself thinking negatively Mm -hmm. even in the last few days like I had a week I've had a week without inquiries for the first time since I launched yeah and even though I know I'll be fine and I know that I'm successful and I know that it's just obvious that it's going to be okay I get that real panic I guess just because of the experience I had with COVID and Mm -hmm. I fall into this trap of oh no and then I start thinking how much my Money is in the bank. How how long is it? Yeah. And it's like I start freaking out, and I just keep saying to myself, "Money flows all around me." Yeah, I just don't know where that came from, but it's yeah. this thing that just landed in my head one day, and I just keep saying it out loud to myself: "Money flows all around me. There's money everywhere. Like Such. always going to be yeah. everywhere, and yeah. I will have some of that. Yeah, I will have lots of that. Yeah, but I just keep reminding myself that all the time, and it does help. Yeah, there's not going to be a shortage of money. 
there will be money. Yeah, it's totally. flowing all around me. So just relax. <laughs> you just and... got to tap into it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I have a similar one. I say magic money finds me. Yes. Yeah. I remember hearing you say that. Mm. Yeah. Occasionally yeah. I hear myself say that too and I'll go, that's Nikki's thing. But I still say it sometimes. <laughs> but it's nice to have lots of them in your head, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know where that came from or where I picked it up. But yeah, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Is. And then a bit of a technical one. What's your number one WordPress tip? You know what? I think after all of this time, the thing that scared me the most in the beginning is something that I think is like a priority now and that's SEO. Yeah. And I don't really enjoy it, but Mm. I know how important it is because I've made so many mistakes with not implementing SEO correctly in my old websites and things. And God, it's such a huge mountain, right, of information. But I think just at least understanding the basics and at least having some sort of checklist for yourself Mm -hmm. and like whether it's for your own website or someone else's and just really making sure that there are the baseline things are crossed off is so beneficial for your website. For everyone. Yeah. Yeah, And it is, I think if you're in this industry, it is the baseline. You should have a general understanding. Absolutely. It's not even, I think like Sierra has this reputation of being like this mystical thing and it's really not. Like the basics are like things you should be doing, but it really surprises me how many people in this industry are just missing them. Like I'm working with a client right now who, not right now, when I come back from mat leave, but she had someone else build her website and then she wanted me to do some SEO on it. And she was asking me, what will you cover? What will you do? And I was like, I made like a general list. And I was like, connect your analytics if they haven't been done already. Submit your site to Google Search Console. And she's she went through the list and she's, you don't need to do analytics. That's already done. You do need to submit to Search Console. And I'm like, why wouldn't this be done? Like, (laughs) how can you call yourself a web designer and not do that? And I, but I think there's so much when you build a website. Yeah, it seems easy, but there are lots of little steps. And this is why like checklists and launch checklists and things like this are really important. But especially if you're self-taught, I think it's really easy to not, just not know that you have to do those things. So I don't know if this person was self-taught or what it is, but yeah, I think that's really critical. And mm. being found, obviously, on Google is a massive oh. thing for any business. So. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, actually, ed- again, with the educating your clients thing, because I've had clients come to me now and say, oh, you just finished my website yesterday. Why isn't it showing yeah. up on Google on the first page? And I'm yeah. like, oh, God, how do I explain this to them? Yeah. And so now I've got like documents I send them that says like, you won't show up on the first page yeah. straight away. It's going to take you a while. And it's not just you going, oh, I've forgotten something or I've done something wrong. It's no, like yeah. literally this is a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It takes and, a long time and a lot of work yeah. to get there. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, and again, I think that's something like if you're self-taught, you can be like, oh, my God, like I have done something wrong or yeah. 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 Okay. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> it's my pleasure. It's been so great to chat. Like it's been an hour already. I'm like, I know. Do I we just have saw that. time to keep talking. <laughs> yeah. It's um, been so great to chat. Yeah. You too. I will see you on the gram and yeah. yeah talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. If you love what I do here, you can connect with me on Instagram at Sealing Digital or at Women Wealth WordPress. I'm always up for a chat and I'm a complete open book. So feel free to email me with any questions or check out my website, womenwealthwordpress.com. Until next time, aim big.